0: Morning, happy Monday.
1: Happy Columbus Day.
0: Happy Columbus Day. There's no one on campus. It us. is so quiet. Very quiet. Too quiet, almost.
1: Shh! Don't say it too loud. They'll hear you. Well, they're supposed to hear us.
0: The <laughs> yeah. How you doing? I'm good. It's it's no, it's a it's a strange Monday. I, have- I I appreciate the the peace and the tranquility around campus, but this is weird for for the middle of a school year.
1: It's it's nice. It's peaceful. It's it's a nice little rain falling outside. It's uh, we should be in, you know we should be at our homes in bed still, but we're I, I up missed, early.
0: I miss the sound of the blowers and the trucks oh, backing up, goodness. and the, you, none a of life, that comes through in the we were, in the mics. But we, we compl- com- hear it all. <laughs> yeah, we,
1: com- we were complaining cause last week when, somebody was do with a leaf blower. I don't. My, I love my I love my maintenance people. They're great, but they their fixation with the leaf floors, by the, way, by the way, if anyone can invent quiet. A noises. <laughs> Ble- noiseless <laughs> leaf blower you would be a millionaire because my goodness those things make too much sound anyways that's my soapbox for the day
0: So here we are
1: It's a Thanksgiving gospel a month and a half before Thanksgiving. It was good I liked it it was yeah it's always good I love it the word of the word of the Lord is always good. The, yesterday we had the, the gospel of the ten lepers Jesus uh, going through going on his journey to uh, Jerusalem. He was going through Samaria and Galilee, and then ten lepers approached him. And you know what, what is always marvelous about this gospel? Obviously, it puts us kind of in the mood of Thanksgiving because you know we look all around us and everything. By the way, what's the fascination with pumpkins? When I was growing up, we didn't care about pumpkins. I'm just saying. We're talking yeah. about pumpkin patch, and you know, there's one this this I think this weekend in in, in the city of Correggio that we're going to promote. And you want to do one next year? Next here at year, the yeah.
0: We we've got that beautiful lawn in front of Comber.
1: It, yeah, and it's got
0: a lot of traffic.
1: It between, does between, you know. but I don't get it. First, of all, I don't like pumpkin. I'm not a big fan of pumpkin, and everything's pumpkin now. No, you know what? I saw pumpkin spice lattes or something to that effect sold in July, oh, no. around, around Independence Day, and I'm like, we're getting earlier and earlier. now we, we always, we always complaining about Christmas getting earlier and earlier, and I saw my first Halloween commercial on the 5th of September. Yeah,
0: well, we got Black Friday going on already.
1: Yeah, you know, I, that, well, <laughs> thanks, thanks to Angie's company. But uh, but I, I don't understand this fascination with pumpkins. That's just that's just me. But everything is fall, and that's great. In South Florida, where fall doesn't exist.
0: The only <laughs> thing that falls is uh, palm fronds.
1: Pretty much. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're getting in the mood. And, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, there's a certain, maybe a slight, one degree change in the temperature, maybe we feel a slight ch- drop in humidity, but that's about it. You know, I got a picture from a friend of mine who lives in New York and showing me the leaves change. I really had to zoom in, yeah. <laughs> you know, to see. Wait, are the leaves changing?
0: I will say my my two years in Boston. This was my favorite time in Boston.
1: Oh, I would imagine
0: because it's spectacular. Just the the all the cut co- there was the, with the where the tea drops off right at Boston College. It's literally the last stop of the line, and and down that street was just tree after tree after tree, and there was this one time of the year, every single one of those trees was a different color. Nice. And it was so beautiful to get out of the tea, or first thing in the morning, heading to class, look down that street, and just see that splash of color. Incredible.
1: It, It really is nice. So, the point I was trying to make is that it gets us into the mood, because... Thanksgiving sometimes gets lost, and and you know we're looking at it, and you know people, you know people are coming up to me, father, what do you think about this for my children's Halloween costume? And you know, and, and that's fine, and and but we, we and then when we finish Halloween, boom, we're we we're, we're running towards Christmas. When we had to go shopping. You like just said Amazon's having like a, a pre-holiday set, whatever they're calling it. Right, and everyone, uh, everyone and got on,
0: everyone jumped on that. Of course they did. I, I they turned they on said, the news
1: this morning. it was like, no way, stop, relax, dude, people. You <laughs> should do that shopping spree tomorrow, not today. Anyhow. But um, but it puts us in the mood for Thanksgiving because the you know I always say this every year you know the Catholic should be conditioned to give to always give thanks. We are a people of Thanksgiving. Why? Because we celebrate the Eucharist, and the Eucharist, at its very core, its very definition, the Greek definition, Eucharist is Thanksgiving. But the details of this Gospel are interesting, and the way I approached it yesterday in my homily was was this. You know, imagine if you will that you've been suffering from a great illness, or, you know, for our circumstances, that we all have, you know, and St. Paul says this in his letters, we all have a thorn in our side, something that, you know, could be a vice, could be a sin, could be an addiction, could be, you know, something that we w- really want to get rid of. We try to get rid of it at the beginning of Lent, and it doesn't, it doesn't work. We, we pray to get rid of it, whatever it is. And imagine one moment to the next, it's gone. You know, I, I use it in terms of illness. I like I use I used cancer as an example, and there was a, a parishioner in, in in the congregation yesterday who spoke to me about that before mass started. I said, you know, I'm I'm speaking about this. Then I saw her after mass, and I, and she's like, Father, no, no, that was that was perfect. What I needed to hear. Her. Like I told I told her, look, imagine one moment to the next. You know, here you are. You have several surgeries coming up. You have you're going through chemo. Your hair's falling out, and an elderly parishioner. And I said, imagine from one moment to the next. That the cancer was gone because the Lord healed you. What would your reaction be? So, Father, obviously, would be to give thanks because the 10 lepers cry out to Jesus Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And, and as they were going, because why do they have to show themselves to the priest? Because lepers had to be declared clean by the priest in order to re enter society. Because they had to scream, unclean, unclean, wherever they went. And they couldn't approach you. If you were touched by a leper, you yourself were declared unclean until you showed yourself to the priest and went through the different rites of purification. But now, one of them, you know, as they were going back to see the priest, they became clean. But one of them realized, wait, I'm clean. And he returned, glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and and, said, you know, and, and started giving thanks. You know, what Jesus said, 10 were cleansed. Were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks? You know, Jesus, you know, points out, St. Books points out, he was a foreigner, wasn't a Jew, mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, someone who was of their clan. And he said, Stand up, your faith has saved you, go in peace. You know, so he comes back to give thanks. And, it, and it's just showing. The amount of gratitude that was in his heart because here he was, this man who was living in awful circumstances, ostracized by society, and all of a sudden from one moment to the next, boom, he's cleaned. So what is his first reaction to go back and to give thanks? So I put it on everyone else. If something similar happened to you, if you had an illness, if you had something or your children had something or your parents had something and you wanted to disappear, and it disappeared from one moment to the next, wouldn't your inclination be to go to Jesus and give him things? That's what we're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a fine distinction in, in this story because there's faith in Jesus and there's, there's that miracle worker, let's go see what he can do for us. And, it, and it's a fine line, but, but we kind of see it in the, the nine versus this one who comes back. You know, because, and you mentioned it yesterday in the homily. So often, when we need something, we go to Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. when when something goes wrong, that's when we come running and we ask for we ask for help. We ask for a miracle. You know, when when things are going bad, that's when we remember to come. You know, and yes, part of that is faith in Jesus Christ that He is the Son of God. But how much of that is often? Oh, you know, now I'm in a pinch, but. I know this Jesus guy can work miracles, so so let me go ask him. You know, so how much of of the nine was just, you know, I want to be back in society and oh, here's this guy that people have been talking about who can who can do miracles and can clean us. So, you know, Lord have mercy on us, you know, have pity on us, and they go and, and they're healed and, and they go back to society. But then this one you know, shows real true faith you know where it's not just let me get what i need but let me let me go back and acknowledge you know acknowledge the lord and and as we've been saying and give thanks and give praise to to god who made this happen you know so so there's that it's it's tricky you know but but how much of that was just you know you could you can do something for me you know versus i actually believe that you are Jesus Christ, that you are Jesus the Christ, that you are the Messiah, that you are the Son of God, you know, and and that's so often in Jesus's miracles, you know, he doesn't just grant the miracle. You know, so often, it's your faith has saved you. You know, go forward and sin no more. There's there's the physical healing, but there's also the spiritual healing you know, that is prompted by the recognition of true faith of those people who are asking for that miracle,
1: and. It begs a question because here's the thing. It begs the question: what happens when God doesn't answer no. mm-hmm. our specific prayers? Because here here's the thing. Notice the ten lepers did not ask for healing. All they did, according to the gospel, they stood at a distance from him, raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. That's it. Then Jesus says, Go show yourself to the priest. But when we come to God with a specific prayer, be it whatever it is, Lord, free me from this illness, free me from this vice, free me from this sin. Uh, pray for my child. Pray for my for my parents. Pray for whatever it is. You know, pray for that I may get this promotion at work. Pray that I do well at a test. You know, pray that my children come back to mass. Whatever it is, and what happens when those things don't happen. You know Jesus, and this is an old spiritual lesson. He doesn't give you what you want; he gives you what you need. And there's, you know, I talked about, and you know, when you need it, and when you need it exactly. So, and and I said yesterday, you know, actually it wasn't yesterday; it was in a homily earlier last week, that the true maturity in the spiritual life is not only. Doing the will of God, but accepting mm-hmm. the will of God. That, w- that will be done. We say in the, in the Our Father. So, maturity in the spiritual life also is Lord, give me what you think I need, not what I want, not what I need, but what you think I need for my spiritual life, for my spiritual growth. We may not like it. <laughs> and trust me. Well, you know, you got Jesus in Gethsemane. Pretty much. He says, <laughs> Lord, you know. Let this, you know, let this cut pass, but let that will be done. And he gives us a model for that. Oh, but but Father, he's Jesus. Yes. But he was fully human. Mm-hmm. Experienced the same the same anxiety that we did, the same stress that we did, the same pain that we did, same grief that we did. You know, so many people, listen, you were talking about, Jorge, that, you know, the, the people that run to the church when they need something instead of coming back when they're thankful. You know, and... I experienced, thankfully, my priesthood. I've thankfully experienced the most. You know, obviously, one outweighs the other. But when you see somebody come back in Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I I spoke about when when parents bring their children straight from the hospital to to have the, you know present their child to God or to marry. Beautiful. But when when I when I sit with people and say, Father, you know, some th- this tragic thing just happened. I have to sit with them in prayer. You know, are they come to be anointed? because you know, they just found out they had cancer or just had a bad uh, medical diagnosis or, or whatever it is. know you know, had, you know it, what it's important to, first of all is they're turning to the Lord. okay? But let's go beyond the realm of the tragic or or the realm of you know of just the medical. You know people that life's not going their way. the way they want it to go, mm-hmm. they want things to be X, y, and Z. I mean the Lord doesn't want things to go X, Y, and Z. He wants to go L-M-N-O-P. Yep. I'm doing the <laughs> alphabet song in my head right now. And we have to accept that. Why? We heard it a couple weeks ago in, in when we were reading the book of Job in Daily Mass. The Lord giveth a, the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. If God, if we give thanks to God for giving us good things, why should not we receive bad things? Because we may consider them bad, but we don't know what the bigger purpose is. We don't know what God's plan is in all this. Yeah, it may look on the surface to be bad, but again, we should approach God in prayer, even when we need something specific. Mm-hmm. Every day I get asked, Father, can you pray for this can you pray for this family member? Can you pray for their healing? Can you pray for their conversion? Can you pray for them to see the? Lo- okay, I'll pray for it. But the the magnitude of the prayer, and I and I said yesterday, I want to defend a little bit the nine men who didn't come back. They were doing what the Lord asked yeah. them, you know. But they also had great faith at the beginning of this gospel when they said, "Listen, to what they said, Jesus, Master," they recognized. Ramoni, maestro, have pity on us. That that word, master, I, I may have mentioned in one of the first podcasts of the season back in August. That that's a word that's been coming back to me a lot in prayer. That when we kneel before him, you know, he is the master. I I like it better in 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 Spanish because it has a kind of a double meaning. Because master also means maestro, also means teacher, as as rabbi does, mm-hmm. but. You know, when, when you sit at the feet of a maestro, master, you know, then we realise mm-hmm. number one by you know by what we're saying is that you're in charge, I'm not. Have pity on me. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that I'm going through, I knew you I know you will deliver you will deliver us
0: from this moment of trial. In whatever fashion that takes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and again that to your point, that's true faith right there. Where it's not Jesus the quick fixer, you know it's it's Jesus the Lord who walks with us, who meets us where we are, who knows what's best for us, and will give us what's best for us, when it's that time. Yeah, and that's the when I'm when we're teaching the kids, especially, it's such a tricky thing to teach because we say, you know, pray to pray to the saints who will pray, uh, you know, who will intercede for you, who will take your request to Jesus. You know, I just did a, a whole thing on Saturday, on the Rosary, you know, and the importance of. Uh, of mary as you know, the saint of all saints up there you know and i say you know if, if you need something ask mary because jesus can't say no to his mom yeah. but it's tricky to, it's tricky because you know the temptation is okay mary's going to take it the request and, and jesus has to say yes but you know true faith goes beyond that he know, says
1: so. yes on his terms and hours of course he always answers our prayers we may not see it yep we may not see the immediate result, but that—but again, that—that's true faith right there,
0: you know—is <clears throat> is crying out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us in whatever our circumstance may be. But your will be done, you know—not just give me the quick fix and then I will believe it, and or I will believe because you gave me the quick fix. It's I will believe. I believe you're capable of doing this, but even if you don't, you know, I still have faith. Even if you don't do it right now or the way that I want it, or the way that I see it, or the way that I'm asking for it. You know, I still believe you know, that you're at work in this, in, in my life, in this process, in this, in whatever it is, that circumstance that I'm going through.
1: So, to go back to a question I asked earlier, so what happens when yeah. God doesn't listen to our prayers? Now, you and I have both been on the receiving end of that in our lives, in tragic ways. So where do we you know people that people have asked you, people have asked me. Where do you draw your faith? How can you be doing this when this happened? I lost my brother, you lost the twins. You know, so what happens when God didn't answer your prayers? Because my goodness, I Lord knows I prayed for Catan Lucas mm-hmm. for for months and to the world, you know this is also in the scriptures this is Isaiah the suffering servant him we hear every good Friday to the world we saw defeat you know and yes I'm not taking away and it was defeat but I was sure. there and what I saw was to you know I, I this is part of my wedding wedding anniversary toast that I really didn't want to bring to the proceedings <laughs> but you know let me give it now you know to the world people saw defeat you know to the to the man with the eyes of faith what I saw was two parents with extraordinary faith even though god didn't answer their Mm -hmm. specific prayer so what happens when god doesn't answer your prayer yeah that's
0: and that's the that's the question that we've been that the saints have wrestled with that the church wrestles with and we've been wrestling with it from the beginning and we'll wrestle with it to the very end because it's a very legitimate question especially in a tragic circumstance like that you know and, and it that was a, a particularly large tragedy, you know, very palpable pain, you know, obvious a, a physical loss, you know, but even in, even in small tragedies, if there is such a thing, you know, even in small sufferings,
1: people you know, going, going through the, what they're going through on the Southwest coast right. of Florida right now, you know, it,
0: it's still, it's still, you know, where is God in all this? Mm-hmm. How could God allow this to happen? You know, we, we hear that all the time. You know, if, if, why couldn't God just, you know, snap his fingers and make the hurricane disappear? You know, why did he allow, you know, all these people to lose their their homes and, and get displaced and lose their lives and lose their pets and whatever, X, Y, Z. All right. But, you know, to, to, to the direct question, you know, as I sat in that hospital room, literally holding my two children, all... I don't know where it came from. I don't, you know that that's just the grace of, the grace of God who who, you know, who, he bestowed it on me in, in that moment. But I was able to. I don't want to say detach myself because I was very much present in that moment. But I guess that you know the 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 physical sight kind of took a backseat to the eyes of faith, where I said, you know, I'm I'm holding my two children who are no longer here, but I know where they are and i know that they're in heaven. and i know that because they're in heaven now they're able to do so much more than they would have ever been able to do, you know, had they you know drawn a breath and and had i been able to raise them, you know, and and have them every single day physically with us. you know, because yes, their life their physical life ended that morning, but they're around for eternity. you and and i knew it that morning. I knew it the next day, and it it hurt. It hurt like heck. You know, I, I still remember calling Sister uh, Sister Rosalie. One of the only phone calls I remember from that day. And I, so many people came by to visit. I don't remember a single one, but I remember calling Sister Rosalie, and I said, "Sister, I feel like my heart has been shattered into a million pieces." Yeah, you know, and she just answered, "Well, we're we're all here together to help you put it to to put it back." Mm-hmm. You know, and so so it hurt. It was painful, it was difficult to go through it. it took a you know I went down into the chapel and, and yelled at the Lord various times. you know I was angry it didn't take away from that it's a genuine prayer you know but but by the same token, that same day I also turned to my family and I said, you know it, it hurts so much right now because our hearts are being stretched for something bigger. You know, and that's that's looking at things through the eyes of faith. You know, where we can say where we can acknowledge, yes this hurts, yes this sucks, yes this is not fair, but the Lord knows what he's doing. And we may not understand it now, we may not understand it tomorrow, we may not understand it, you know, for the next eighty years, and I may not get an answer until I meet God face to face, you know, and I let him have it up there. You know, but we have to trust. You know, and faith so much
1: of faith is trust. And that's what the lepers did was not so much trust because maybe they added an ulterior remote we don't yep. know all because the, there was simplicity to that line yep. Jesus master have pity on yep. us you know Yeah, what? but that's why I
0: posed the question you know how, when we turn to the Lord you know, do we are we turning in true faith or are we turning in are we turning to him as you know you you can give me the quick fix yeah but, the and then you know the question that you asked you know what happens when we don't get that answer do we maintain the faith or do we say, oh, this guy is, you know, he didn't give me what I wanted. He didn't give it to me how I wanted it. So, you know, nah, he's, he's not the real deal. And right. that, that's kind of the, the tricky part of this whole conversation and, and, and what this
1: gospel brings to the surface here. So in my life, in those moments of tragedy, not only in the experience of my family, but also experiencing walking with the people of God. Excuse me. Next month it'll be 8 months since my brother passed away and and it's you know for me the answer was diving right back into ministry. Diving right back into preaching the word of God. And I was at it before friends of my of my brother, not my family. When I talk about my family, I talk my brother, my I mean my sister, my parents. None of them would begrudge me for it. You know, literally two and a half weeks after, two and a half, three weeks after my brother died, I was installed as pastor of the parish I was assigned to, and that was the first decision we made as a family. Goes, you have this momentous occasion in your life coming up that will not be postponed. First, what the first decision we made as a family, you know, that morning, that horrible morning, and you know, I've been praying for. I had been praying for my brother and for his conversion and for. For almost 34 years. And, you know, for me it was keep on keeping on. Not changing right. who I was. Not changing what I did day in and day out. I was still chaplain for the Dolphins. You know, I've said this before. Coach Philbin, when he was with his wife on that plane, he goes, I wonder if that next Friday, you know, eight, you know, six days later, we, we were on a fright. A flight to sorry, it was Saturday. We were on a flight to um, a week later. We were on a flight to Denver, and he asked his wife, "Coach, is Father Manny here? Coach Manny, maybe, <laughs> you know, if only." But uh, and 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 she didn't know. I, I mean, he didn't know I was on the plane until we touched down in oh, wow. in Denver. Um, I just kept on doing what we were doing, and I and like I said, people got angry with me, and they asked me, "Well, oh, what's?" You know, how are you taking this so well? I didn't say I was taking it well. Yeah. I go, how am I able to handle it, manage it? Well, it helps that I say Mass every right. day. It helps that I pray every day. It helps that I ho- hold the Lord in my hand every day. And a priest, humble brag there, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but, but that's why, you know, we always have to have that attitude of, A, Thanksgiving, of not saying, oh, Lord, why me? Right. Because, see, the... the the lepers were kind of proactive, you know. They could have been like, "Oh Lord, look at me. Why me?" You know, and and then you know, kind of like subtly inferred, mm-hmm. you know, heal us while you're we at it. Yep. They just stood off at a distance as they were supposed to do according to Jewish law and Jewish custom. It goes from a great from as he was entering Ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance, which is what they were supposed to do. And yell, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. See, that's what... You know, when you when you go to prayer, use that line. Jesus, Master, have pity on me. Because we're not asking for anything specific. We're asking for the Lord to look kindly upon us. Mm-hmm. To and give he knows us what we need. Exactly. <laughs> he knows better than we know. He sees 10 lepers. You know What do they need? They need to be cleansed. Right. I have a father, I have cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, six blocks down the road, we have a cho- You know, we have a NICU with children yeah. with in- unspeakable diseases and cancers and heart defects and babies that were born with with all sorts of abnormalities. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Jesus, just click your fingers and everybody in that hospital will be well. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And you know, but we, but
0: you, but it it comes back to genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. You know and I said you know in the in the days and the weeks and the months after I, I, after we lost the twins, I yelled at the lord literally i, I maybe not in the chapel because there were other people there but
1: <laughs>
0: you know but in my prayers and you know I, when I'd go out for a run i you know I would let him have it and I didn't hold back you know and I was angry and I was upset and and yes you know i I, I preface I, I started the story by saying you know i was in that moment i was able to kind of put the the physical to the side and and try to look through that with eyes of faith but that didn't discount the fact that i was still upset i was still angry i was still hurt but i took that to the lord you know i i didn't just kind of let that take over you know and say okay i'm done with this you know i'm done with the faith i'm done with i'm done with believing because i because this happened you know i was able to take that and and take it to the lord and and give it to the lord you know and say yes i'm upset and i'm disappointed and this hurts and and you know help me figure it out and and you know try to explain why and i never got a satisfactory answer but you know i just put one foot in front of the other and continued and continued and continued and continued and, and in little ways you know day by day you know the answer started to come you know, and and not, not in a way that I can put into words, but just you know, as we as the next five six years have gone, you know, I've I've been able to see, and again, not in a way that I can put into words, but but just in the in the way that the my family has my family life has unfolded and grown, you know, I can I can see the Lord's hand
1: at work in all of that, and the intercession of your children, absolutely. And you talked about relationships. Because you wouldn't scream at God if you had no faith in him. Of course. And there has been moments that I have... remember one time I had a rough, rough day. This was early on in my priesthood. And I had to lock up the church at 10 o'clock at night. And I went into that church and kind of all went, if you're a West Wing fan, went all Judd Bartlett in yeah. the <laughs> National <laughs> Cathedral at, G- at God. Um. Uh, Genuine prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you know, you know, we could bring into confession, say, I, "I disrespected the Lord. I questioned Him." The thing is that our hearts are filled with question. Who do you think put those questions in there? Because the reason, like I said, the reason why you yelled at Him is because you had a relation with Him. You know, you and wife, you you and your wife yell at each other enough, but the reason why is that you because of that ge- the relationship of love. You expect more of each other. You expect... You want to better each other. You want to perfect each other. And you're still engaged in that conversation. You don't retreat. I mean, I'm sure she's giving you plenty of silent treatment, you know. (laughs) But... But... Never. She... You and her resolve that, and there's that relationship there. You and I have had arguments. You and I have had epic arguments, you know, as recently as last month. And... But yet, you know... I haven't forgotten, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) I don't even remember what it was about at this moment. Don't know, I'm sure i <laughs> remember the next five minutes. But, but we're, we're guys. We hug it out at the end of the day, and we, 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 we just move on. Um, but it's because that love exists. And the same thing has to be with our relation with mm-hmm. God, that even if things don't go our way, we have to trust that he will have pity on us. But here's the thing on his time— it won't happen as in- instantly as it happened with the lepers, where on their way, they were cleansed. You know, what's to say that we haven't been cleansed, but it wasn't we were cleansed of what we wanted to be cleansed of. Maybe we were cleansed of something else. Maybe our eyes are open to something else. Maybe God opened a new door for us. Maybe opened another window. We can't see that if we are have the blinders on and are only looking at that one intention. We have to be able to trust God. So, my friends, take to heart these words that these ten lepers said to Jesus. It's very, si- it's very simple. Six simple words. Use it in your prayer life. Use it today. Just go before the Lord in our church, in our adoration chapel, in your car, in your room where you pray. You know, as Jesus says, lock the door, pray in secret, and just say, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Yes, yes, For you, For you, For you, For you, baby! you, for you, baby! Yeah! Whoa! Whoa! We need a running back. Wow. That's your fiancé's boy. Exactly! It's you a no-brainer,
0: he's a Hall of Famer. That guy just... No, but... Just, no. Get out of here. <laughs> what was that
1: last night? Ugh. <laughs> What's that?
0: That's the weekend recap. Yeah, we we could wrap up sports right there. Just...
1: <laughs> or we could just go back to the first <laughs> segment and say, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. <laughs> um, all right. Here, let, let's do this quickly because, you know, it, it was bad. Um... Let's start with the Dolphins. Not as bad as it is. No. And no, I'll say. We, and I'll we're say this. down
0: uh, at our third string QB. A
1: lot of A injuries. lot of people missing. You know, Xavier Howard, Aaron Jones. You lost both your tackles. Kind of why Teddy was yeah. mauled at the beginning of the game. And happened. oh, was a friend. The friend that I said sent me the fall picture was at that game in the East, in the, I forget what, if that's East, it's the Meadowlands, Jersey as to east is west west disease his jersey you know in that end zone where teddy was was mauled she was there and she's like oh my god i i said wow they killed him she goes no they assassinated him she was uh, she was a little more um uh hyperbolic but you're down in your third string qb uh you were in that game yeah, the, into the final the, the final score does not no, represent at all the game uh you were in that game and you were driving for the Go-ahead score, I don't know if it was, I forget if it was in the, uh, I think it was at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And you are a, I forget the name of the, his first name, the, Connor, the, the, the tight end or wide receiver, drops a beautiful yeah. ball from from Skyler, you know, that would have given us a first down, that would have kept the chains, moving, would have gotten closer to the go-ahead field mm-hmm. goal instead of having Jason Saunders, Ashley's boy. You know, she mentioned Jason Sanders again on this podcast. That's why... Th- there's a reason why Ashley's not here right now because I was going to give it to her this morning in terms of, eight hey, Jason... You know, she's comparing me to Adam Vinatieri. You want to see a kicker, Justin Tucker, yesterday? Yeah. Cold-blooded yesterday. And he's saying he's like... What's up? He's like... I, I, finally, I finally got a, a last-second win for there my, my pick-em. Oh, my goodness. But but he missed a 54-yard g- field goal in the Meadowlands. You don't kick 50-yard field goal. It's hard. Oh. Okay? So... That field goal would have given us a lead. But it would have, we wouldn't have gone to that point if he would have caught that pass and, and everything just snowballed yeah. after that. So the defense should not be giving up. Something's wrong with the defense. The defense is ranked 25th or something like that. This is supposed to be an elite defense mm-hmm. with elite coordinators. This defense was shut down last week. Yes, we shut. Listen, we did hold Buffalo. What was it 20, 19 points it yep. was? It was really 17 because of that safety. Can we talk about that safety at the beginning of the game? What was that? That was not a safety. No. I mean, goodness! He so was throwing the, it. The, re- the receiver in the area was engaged in a block, so he wasn't an active receiver. stop. No, but it, was, it wasn't only that. It's like, you know, Teddy was was being hit brutally, and yeah. that affected the trajectory of, course, of the ball. So they literally so, hit his arms. So, but but it, but listen, props to the Jets. They have a legit defense, yeah. and they also have a legit coach in Robert Sala. So you knew. I mean, you knew eventually that this series would even out, yeah. and it's you know it's a rivalry yeah. game. Now here's
0: here's the big question coming out of the weekend. Mm-hmm. These new protocols. Uh-huh. it's gonna be problematic it's a slippery slope because you got one got one spotter can make the call to pull a guy yeah regardless of whether he passes concussion and he tests. passed he
1: passed all the tests that you know that because two have he passed. stumbled did you see a replay where he stumbled I did not see a replay where he stumbled I thought okay he was hit and he was on the floor and he moved out I, now mind you I don't think Teddy coming back into the game, Maybe would have made a difference in that no, game. I think no, I'm just the, the, played pretty the, well. The protocol itself. No, it's a slippery you
0: know, slope. When that happens when that happens to a Josh Allen or, or a Tom, Tom Brady, Brady it, or Patrick are, Mahomes or it Rodgers.
1: It's a slippery slope. It really is. That's a lot of power for one guy. Because listen, the protocol. <sighs> and but how, is, how
0: how unaffiliated are these guys really? Are they doing fan background checks on them? You know, what
1: do they have rooting interests? Somebody mentioned that yesterday. <laughs> listen. These concussion protocols that were into effect until the day that Tua got his bell rung, as they used to say and they can't say anymore, against Buffalo. I mean, I'm not one to say, the, you know, and, and my my cousin, who is a great doctor and we've had on the show at the beginning of the show when we were talking about the draft, who use the word panko on this podcast... <laughs> uh, the, Iconic moments it was, in MMA. Yeah, this, this is this is <laughs> one of the top ten moments of all time on, on MMH. MMA. But uh, he was he was like talking about you, you know you have to pull, him. and we don't know the extent of what these concussions will do to them uh, at you know years from now. Of course. And the word is the words are you have to say them for themselves. But this goes to a bigger issue. It's it's the mob mentality. It's the media screaming, and. I don't know. Maybe it's because of scrutiny on Tua. And I I mean, I haven't looked at any of it. You know, we were doing this earlier than we usually do. So I haven't seen anything. And I I don't usually see Monday morning. I don't see what they're they're saying on the ESPN programs or anything like that. But, you know, but there was such an outrage. And then when he came back on Thursday, listen, no one mentioned anything leading up to that Thursday night game during the pregame. Nope. Okay. He went out there. He played. He was himself. I pray he plays, you know, if he's well, this Sunday against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We need him. But you're right. It's a slippery slope. Where do we stop? Yep. Because if one person could say, you know what, he, he looked funny. You know, after any play, you could have 11 players. And it go. You, and so Barry Jackson, a hell of a reporter from Miami Herald, said, you're going to have to increase the 53-man roster and have people in emergency mm-hmm. spot duty because... We were yeah, down like, like to baseball, our, with right, the, with the taxi squad. Yeah, <laughs> we're down to to our third string quarterback, yep. and Cedric Wilson was our emergency quarterback. And Skylar was hit hard yesterday, but I don't think things are as bad. No way. As as they are, people now people will say, "Oh, the Dolphins—that was a mirage of first week games." Listen, no, they were not. We beat, you know, uh, the Patriots. Actually, they waxed the Lions yesterday. Good Patriots team. A very good Baltimore team yep. and an excellent Buffalo team who just pasted the the, mm-hmm. the Steelers yesterday. So uh, we lost to the AFC North champions, and we were undermanned going on a road game. Those things happen in the National Football League. So, yep. can
0: I really get you going now?
1: N- well, go for it.
0: Did you see the the uh, roughing the pass, for Ron Brady? Because I if that I was s- roughing the passer, yeah, I saw the,
1: the replay. Yeah,
0: if that was roughing the passer, then then the Tua concussion hit should have been like a no. Should have been like bo- like both your hits. your banned well, no. from football.
1: <laughs> one of the, the, the what, let me let me let me rephrase it. The one on Buffalo was roughing the passer. The one in Cincinnati, the, it was Tua a hard tackle flung yeah. to the ground. Now the one on Brady, he just literally that's what. I'm, but over that's what I'm side. saying.
0: If if the tackle on Brady was roughing the passer, because then t- holy moly. Because
1: here here's the thing: if the defenders knows this, okay, the player isn't down until his okay. keister or his knees or his feet, you know, or his knees touch yep. the ground. Okay, so he has to make sure because you never know when the whistle is going to be blown. There's been plenty of plays yep. that somebody gets out of that and keeps on going, but. And it helped Tampa Bay win the yep. game. But it's, you know, it's also Brady. You know, it, it's nice to see him get a break. Dear Lord. All right. So Saturday, I was at a wedding. I had a fun time at a uh, – oh, you know, they're like family to me – at a family wedding and saw nothing of the hurricane game. You were present. I le- I see the floor to the oh, gentleman from Shunley man. Park.
0: You know, just another typical – um football game we dug ourselves in an early hole we had first and goal at the two is early in the game
1: i haven't even seen highlights of this game
0: first and goal at the two and you try to run it up the gut three times going nowhere which you should be able to do you know but if it doesn't work the first two times the try something different right on fourth down they go for a pass and nowhere even close that's what they should have run on first down so you got, so you turn it over and then 99 yard drive the other
1: way, you're down 14 0. And look. He, we had the ball. I mean, I did, let me rephrase that. We were at the wedding and a bunch of people had the game on in their phones and we did see the, a bunch of us did see yeah. the last two minutes. And, you know, it Tyler was, Tyler had the ball. I I, to I win don't want to say
0: it was a slow start. It was uh, an inspired start. Was, yeah. You know, we, we gave up, we missed the field goal. We, we had that touchdown for the taking to tie the game and, and, couldn't punch that in, uh, so you just you got in that early hole. Props to the team for fighting back. Yeah, you know I know I know we're not about moral victories, but in years past, that would have that would have been a, a blowout. So the fact that we had the ball with a chance to win at the very end, or to tie at the very end, force overtime against a very good North Carolina offense. And we we held them to I'm blanking on the score right now, but we held them we were it was a competitive game so you know, it's going to take time 27-24 it's going to take time uh you know coach Cristobal's got to get his guys in there mm-hmm. i think more people are starting to buy in you're you're seeing a little more
1: uh you play Votech and Blacksburg this weekend ah jump around <laughs> they're not very good either <laughs> so uh, you look around the college landscape Alabama you know had a scare from and they lost your quarterback. no that's not
0: jump around jump around is a uh, this is Enter Sandman.
1: Enter Sandman. Jump around is a uh, Camp Randall, Wisconsin. Get your get your colleges right. Sorry,
0: um, it's early. We is, don't do this this early.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Dude, seriously, we're like maybe forty five minutes early. <laughs> but um, uh, it, thankfully, I, w- I was having a ball where I was at, and you know, we kind of did that the same thing at the day of your anniversary party. Yeah. We, they were losing the middle and we were, we were having a blast. You uh, know, it, it just goes it was a f- f- for, it was
0: a fun game. Despite the loss, it was yeah. a fun game. You had fun with my sister and my nephews. I did. Yeah, first. I did. Oh man, your nephew was my youngest was, nephew. Uh, gets into it, you know. I had to. I had to cover my ears a few times. There. He, he's he, loud. Was, he was sitting right behind me. I was like, "Oh man."
1: <laughs> Matias meant his match. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you you look around, and um, we don't we don't like to dance on graves here. But misery loves company. Uh, but <laughs> the Mets, <laughs> Metsing baby, it collapsed. Hold on. Or, no, my, or,
0: my favorite tweet from last night was: "The Mets paid a billion dollars. You know, went crazy in free agency. Went crazy at the trade deadline. You know, brought in all these people to play three more games than the Marlins. Pretty much. And they're going to have a nice seat on the couch next to us to watch the rest." of now, the Now I can't.
1: <laughs> you, you have earphones that are covering your ears. So do you have? You, know, you have your, your ears are a little shiny today. Let me see. Are they whack? No, they're not whack. <laughs> okay, that was. Buck is a great manager. He really is. But that was—it was like he was trying to spark his team. He was desperation. I mean, I was sitting next to Father Andrew. He goes, "Look at him. His ears are too shiny." I'm like, "Dude, people sweat." I go, "I don't really pay attention to people's ears." And you know, I vaseline apparently. You know, with spit, you know, can can give you better grip on the ball. But Musgrove just pitched an incredible game. No pitcher in postseason history has pitched seven plus innings in a game, elimination, elimination winner take all game, yep. and only given up one hit or less. That is just one. They were one hit. They had one more hit than we did. The Mets. Metsing baby. Now, what did you think of the wild card weekend? I liked it. I liked it. I, you know, my Phillies, my pick to win the pennant, you know, went into St. Louis, a very good St. Yep. Louis team, and you know, took two games. The, the one on third, one on Friday, they were down two nothing, no signs of life, oh. and then unleashed the floodgates, six runs, and won that game. And then St. Louis didn't mm-hmm. recover on Saturday. Guardians swept the only home team that won. Oh. Everybody else was road teams. Guardians won, Seattle won, Mets won. So the Mets I mean, and the Rays are sorry, out. sorry, the Mets, not the Mets. The, the 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 Padres won. The Mets and, and the Rays, Rays are out, are oh, gone. Man,
0: heartbreaking postseason. Heartbreaking. The Mets did all no, but game. I like I the wild it was, card it was weekend. Interesting. I, I prefer it to a one-game play-in. Yeah. Everybody says... I, I didn't, Yes, the, anything wow. can happen in a three-game, mm-hmm. but it's a series.
1: But, and the Mets say, oh, in the old system. See, in the old system, they would have lost also. They lost game one. Yep. They would have been out. So, let's see how it affects the top two seeds in each league. You know, Atlanta, Los Angeles, mm. and the Yankees, and, and, the, and, and the Astros, because they've been pretty much a week off. They start tomorrow, and... Uh, they are able to have set. They're able to set their their pitching rotation. Now I don't like. See, now the, the
0: wild card was supposed to benefit the the by the by team with the starting rotation, right? But these people won if they won game two. Yeah, they can throw their their ace right and back that, out there. And
1: not only that, well, not really, because it's three games. You know, be, like for example, Cleveland Shane Bieber pitched on Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know, three Tuesday, days right. Re- three days rest. Three days not rest, ideal, but... Not ideal. No, but you're not going to send Shane Bieber out for game one. But here's the thing. For both American League Division Series, the one that the Yankees host and the one the Astros are hosting, Astros are hosting Seattle, uh, there's an off day, which is really weird, between the first and second game. I, I don't know why. I, I haven't seen an explanation for it, but then that extra off day allows... Shane Bieber to get Mm -hmm. an extra day of rest, so it's more on the Yankees to to and also more on on the Houston to have their starting pitcher, their ace, to win the first game. So they so the other team doesn't have to reset their you know get the rotation all set with a game in hand. So it'll be interesting to see. It's it's exciting. It does, and this has been my biggest gripe the entire time. It does diminish important to the regular season because the Mets you know for, for all we, we make fun of them they did win 101 games yep. they did And before the one game wild card like how the Marlins won the World Series both times you know they were the wild card immediately won on the Division Series you know they would have been you know playing LA mm-hmm. in the first in the first round and you know who knows what, what would have happened there but the Padres looked very good the Phillies looked very good Seattle looked very good Cleveland took care of business only one that take care of yep. business at home and um, I'm missing one, and and you know the Phillies and, and the the Padres, the Seattle, the other, Seattle, yeah. yeah. So they, they're they're all and and Cleveland, they they all looked very good, and we'll see what happens tomorrow night. The, the Seattle, Ais, Seattle's a dangerous team. They, they are. They're, they're hungry. They're young. Yeah. They're young and stupid, like the old three Marlins. Yep. It's just it's about getting hot. It's not. Yep. And and David Cohn kept saying that last night Last night's brag We were I mean, we were watching the the baseball game instead of the Ravens and, and Cincy. Um, yeah, you know, baseball or football. It's postseason baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh David Cohn kept saying this, and and it's true, it's it's not who the best team is, it's who gets hot at the right time because it happened in Seattle in 01. They won 116 games, and then Yankees took care of them. I think it was in five or six games. I think it was five games in the LCS, ALCS. So it's about getting hot and who you're and it's who your starting pitchers are and making sure that they shut down. Musgrove, one hit. No one, not even the twenty seven Yankees could have gotten one by Musgrove yesterday. So heck of a game. It was a great game, and uh, they just folded. You know, it just, I mean, they, when Edwin Diaz came in to pitch the eighth inning, like, they're not going to do the, 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 the trumpet. Yeah, they did. They, the yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. It, it sparked the crowd. No, they also some Potteries fans who were making fun of it. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld had two
0: great lines. The, the tweets this morning are epic. They should have played Taps instead. Yep. <laughs>
1: Jerry Seinfeld, I, I, this was during the, the the series against the Braves uh, two weeks ago when they really lost the division when they got swept in Atlanta. Um, actually, it wasn't two weeks ago; it was last week. Um, he said, "You know, this why are we doing this? The trumpet thing. We haven't won anything. The same thing. So he 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 compared to something that happened in the 2000, where they were going up against the Yankees in the World Series in the Subway Series." And the big mantra of the team was "Who let the go- dogs out?" And that was a big song back 22 years ago. And they had them perform before the game, the Baja Men. And he's like, "What is this? We haven't won anything." Mm-hmm. You bring them out. You bring the guy who wrote the Edwin Diaz's entrance out during your championship parade. You bring the Baja Men out during your championship. You don't yep. do it beforehand. Yep. So he had a problem with that. And that, you know, you listen to Jerry. You know, that's a shame. That's the one that I always send you when the Mets. Him drinking coffee. That's a shame. <laughs> you know, uh, inner Miami goes could into there. The place. Have been a worst week for a professional team, right? No, inter, inter, uh, for the Mets. Yeah, I mean, they were that was just bad. I mean, they lost. They lost. The, they, they, lost swept, they had the division. So they lost that, mm-hmm. and then and then out of the yikes. Yeah. So just to pivot to, to soccer, Inter Miami, their their last game at home. You know, record sheet. Thankfully, they clinched on Wednesday in a great game against Orlando. Uh, you know, they scored four, and and Iguain. You know. Gets to play one, one more at least one more, and we play next Monday. We, you know, next Monday against uh, Monday Night Football. Against, I, I saw what you did yeah, there. I, you saw what I did there. Uh, against no less than the ml, the defending MLS Cup champions, mm-hmm. YFC. So uh, that'll be, that'll be fun. And looking around, the Heat played at night. They looked decent in the preseason. And the, the I said a couple weeks ago, the Panthers. Panthers I believe it's tomorrow night. They start. Uh, they start in, what? Regular season? regular season oh, wow. in earnest. That one start. that one snuck in. They they do stink in. So the Panthers, yeah, I mean I'm looking I'm looking at right here. Uh yeah, a Thursday night, they play the Islanders. And they had their final uh their final uh, preseason game on what was it on Saturday against the Lightning, which we still don't like. We don't like the Lightning. Now in, in Pickham, how are you doing there on your on your picks? Uh I actually had a pretty decent week. I, I was I I'm was at okay. eight, eight 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 uh I got last night, so I've I'm at eighty points this week. I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the uh, overall. Paul Andrew continues to be at first place, CJ's in second. I'm still Ivan's I still have ground quarter. to make up, but uh but I picked up some points I, this I'm week. Still one game behind Ashley, Ashley, but one game up on Joe. And uh you know, you you got 4 four games, you know, you are getting you're you're inching up there. It's a I marathon mean, not a sprint. It,
0: it started really bad this week, but uh but I closed I closed in there at the end. My my morning, the afternoon games, I should say, early afternoon games,
1: abysmal. Mm-hmm. But the uh, late afternoon and no evening man, games nailed those. I went I went nine and six this week. It was not not pretty. Where did you go? I went
0: nine and six. I'm at eight this week. Uh, that's not bad. With w- with tonight to go. Who do you have tonight?
1: Uh, tonight is I believe the, the Vegas, 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 Kansas City. Kansas City's it. It's an arrowhead. Forget about it. The homes. Come on. Uh, so that's our that's our show today. A little briefer that well, ten minutes brief than we've been doing them recently. But uh but just you know always ha- be in in a in a position to give thanks. Always be in that that disposition. And like I said at the at the close of the of the of the first segment, take those words from the go- yesterday's gospel to prayer as we mature in the spiritual life. Jesus Master, have pity on us. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.